Let's Connect podcast series is brought to you by Talent Talks and Life Online. Welcome. I'm Karen Cole, Editor-in-Chief of Talent Talks and Life Online. Eric, it's great to have you back with us again today. Thanks, Karen. Great to be back with you. Fantastic. So, Eric, today we are going to be focusing on the skills needed for leaders to leverage new opportunities and problem solve. Of course, this is the third episode of our Getting Fit for the Future series that we're recording. And today we are focused on just that, leveraging new opportunities. And we hear this so much about that. We've entered this whole new world and it should be filled with all of these opportunities. But I think a lot of people are quite stuck and not able to problem solve their way through the complexities that are currently being found in the hybrid world of work. So before we begin, if you could just take a minute and tell us a little bit more about FutureFit Academy, and especially for those listeners that may be joining us for the first time today. Absolutely, Karen. So the FutureFit Academy is a center of excellence within one of the business schools here in South Africa. We focus predominantly on a set of skills to enable individuals, teams, and organizations to develop those critical skills which are essential for the ongoing survival and to stay relevant in this ever-changing world of work. And we focus on a set of predominantly behavioral skills required to stay relevant and to continue to add value in this complex, changing world of work. Absolutely. And in this complex, changing world of work, there is such a great deal of emphasis placed on our agility to upskill and reskill. How does the Future Fits Academy assist organizations to ready their people? So, Karen, we start, we have, a, we have an assessment that is first of its kind, the Future Fit Index. This online assessment assesses people's skill level rather than ability. And it assesses mindset readiness in terms of these future fit skills. And then we deliver skills modules to develop the future fit skills that are required. And that's how we work with both individuals and organizations. So within the leverage opportunities and create solutions modules specifically, you focus in on five core skills. Would you mind giving us a little bit of insight into what those five core skills or what do people need to employ in order to be able to leverage opportunities and create solutions? I think just to recap, so we have three areas. Our skills sit in three areas. The first one is around new ways of thinking. The second bucket of skills, so to speak, is leveraging opportunities and problem solving or being a solutionist. And the third bucket is engaging and connecting with others. In the leverage opportunities area or, or set of skills, we deal with five skills. Very quickly, the first is sense making. So we find that in this world of work that we're in, and we can expect it to be more so in the future, people need the ability, they need, they need to master the ability to make sense of the chaos, the complexity, the context within which they work. They need to 
have the tools and techniques to order this world of work context and to extract meaning and clarity so that they can go forward. The second skill in this bucket is that of creating clarity. This is about articulating and enthusiastically driving a vision and mobilizing people behind that vision. So our module Create Clarity focuses on visioning and mobilizing. Then to leverage opportunities, one needs to adopt a design thinking mindset. So this is about solutioning with empathy for the client. And we deal in the design thinking module with this set of tools that help one develop very much a human-centered design thinking mindset. The third skill is resourcefulness and improvisation. In the future world of work, people will be faced with situations where they have to improvise. They have to make do with the resources at their disposal, and they have to, in a clever, innovative way, leverage opportunities and solve problems by being resourceful and improvising. And then, of course, the last skill in this category is that of adaptability. And this is about people having to be adaptable and understanding what it means to be adaptable so that they can move with the times, that they are not locked in and to a certain way of doing things or a certain way of thinking, but are adaptable, flexible, and agile. And that's our module or course on adaptability. So those are the five skills that sit in our category leverage opportunities. Fantastic. I'd like to just look at their interrelatedness. How do we know from this assessment, what does it tell you in terms of that? If you're stronger in one area, but maybe you need a little bit more development in the other. How does that play out? How do you, how would one notice that, for instance? So, Karen, the assessment provides an overall what we call future fitness index. So it gives you an overall score, but then it breaks it down into the skills in each category. The individual would see that, for example, they might be very good at design thinking. They have a medium or high score on design thinking. However, they're not strong on resourcefulness. So then the report will talk about how a strong design thinking mindset is not being leveraged to its fullest if the person can't be resourceful and improvise. We integrate the five skills that sit in leverage opportunities to provide an integrated score, which we refer to as the Future Fit Index. Now, Eric, can we hone in on sense making, please? Why is it so important and what are some of the techniques that leaders could use to develop their sense making ability? Okay, and sense making is an interesting one because a lot of people have not dealt with it before. You know, there's a lot of mystique around sense making. So sense making at its simplest level is understanding how to move between something or a context that's complicated versus complex versus chaotic. Or So sense making and in the midst of all of this change, in the midst of all of this uncertainty, 
people crave certainty. They need to better understand. They need to better make sense of what is going on around them. Leaders, it was Napoleon Bonaparte, I think, who said leaders are dealers in hope. And a leader, if he or she is to be a dealer in hope, has to help people make sense of what seems incomprehensible, of what seems complex and chaotic. So sense-making looks at those skills. It is very much about how we interpret and how we use our context and what it means to us. Because sense-making motivates people. It's about staying curious. Sense-making is about staying curious with the unknown, not jumping to conclusions. And it's a process. It's a process of interpreting and reinterpreting and rethinking possibilities amidst this chaos. It's not about finding the correct answer as such. It's about creating an emerging picture of what appears very complicated, very unstructured. And through the use of data and interpreting the data and the meaning of what is happening around them, it's very important to understand sense-making is meaning-made. And that gives people a better, clearer picture of the possibilities and thereby enables them to leverage opportunities. And so in this module as well, along with sense-making, is create clarity. And firstly, what's the difference between creating clarity and making sense? And then why is it so important that leaders need to create this clarity? And how is it impacted by a leader's sense-making ability? So absolutely, Karen, spot on. So those two modules in particular are completely interrelated. So sense-making is the ability to make sense, create meaning, in this very chaotic, unstructured, complex environment. Once the leader has made sense of what is going on, create clarity is more about doing it for others. It's taking that context that is now, that makes more sense, that has been interpreted, it's maybe been better understood, meaning has been extracted from it, so we can see through the mess and contradiction. Now we create clarity. We help others articulate a vision. We enthusiastically put forward the vision. And that's the visioning part of creating clarity. And then we mobilize. Mobilize is about enabling the people. It's about letting them understand their role, what they do, why they do it. The why is a very big part of creating clarity. It's linking their own purpose to the organizational purpose, for example. Mobilizing is also about aligning the different human capital resources that the organization has. So it's, it would be difficult, not impossible, but it would be difficult to create clarity without the sense-making skill. And I think that's an important point. They are separate, yet very integrated. And sense-making is, in many ways, a precursor to effective creating clarity. Fantastic. So, Eric, last question. We're coming to the end of our time together today. 
But in a real world context and before somebody comes in to do the assessment, how would a leader recognize that they are perhaps falling short of their ability to create clarity or to sense make? What would that play out? What are some of the behaviors we would see? You'd find teams that feel confused. There might be low levels of employee engagement, people saying, I don't feel empowered. I don't understand where we're going or how to get there. I don't understand my role in getting there. We find that practically in some organizations, there might be a duplication of effort. There might be a lot of stop, start, continue. We're going after this. We're going to implement and execute on this strategy. And then the next minute, it's something else. And then it's a, a third alternative. Confusion. A sign in teams is the team is confused. They don't have this common purpose that's binding them together, that they are all passionately committed to pursue and achieve. So those are some of the typical manifestations of an organization or a team where sense-making is lacking and creating clarity isn't at the level it should be at. It's a tall order for leaders, just given what we've been through and what we're stepping into this great unknown. I mean, most leaders should be finding themselves quite grossly unprepared. Very much so. But Karen, in the assessments that we've done to date and some of the research that we're extracting, it, these two in particular, sense-making and creating clarity, are two of the skills that in most instances require development, followed by curiosity, because curiosity, which is in our first bundle of skills, it's in, it sits in the different ways of thinking. Developing a curious mind is absolutely critical. In fact, one could argue that you can't make sense of anything. You, you won't do effective sense making, nor will you be able to create clarity if you don't have a curious mind, because it's through the curious mind that one suspends judgment, that one doesn't jump to conclusions, and that one probes the possible. So, yeah, creating clarity and sense-making together with curiosity are consistently, we see those as the skills that require development the most in these times in particular. Fantastic. Thank you, Eric. We'll pause our discussion here for now, but we'll continue on the other skills included in the Leverage Opportunities and Create Solutions module in part four. But thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Karen. Thanks very much for having me.